Welcome back to Snakes Chat. This is episode uh, 22. Um, this is uh, Snakes Chat. My name is Jake Moriello. I will be your host. Um, and and I, I'm i a little bit confused with the way the Phillies are playing um, the last... Within the last month. Uh, I mean, they... They were on a eight-game winning streak, and then somehow they took that break and then came back, and then they were playing Los Angeles Dodgers and then another team that that I, that's not coming to me, but but now they collapse and they are in danger of officially being eliminated from playoff contention. And that will extend their uh, playoff jail since 2011. So this will be their 10th year missing their the, the playoffs. Uh, I mean, this is this is getting to the point where, um, where it, it's where we can't just say, oh, we need to get players on this team so we can s- succeed. Something is happening uh, in the Phillies organization that is keeping the Philadelphia Phillies from excelling in the minor leagues and the major league level. I don't. I. I. I haven't seen a team since you know. Uh, Colorado was bad. Uh for uh, this is their like fifth season being. Bad, and so uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm uh, I'm sorry, not Colorado, uh, uh, Seattle. They they haven't been good since uh, Ichiro Suzuki was on the team, and Ken Griffey uh, Jr. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean the Phillies um have to do something. And they already did it with the uh, player development um, program where they let go scouts and hired a new director. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if – I don't know what's going on. Because last night and last night and then the day before, they lost against Atlanta. And I, I – to me, I'm just – I'm just – I'm just confused as of why the Philadelphia Phillies once again collapse. Once again collapse um, to to not make making the playoffs. And you know, I, I I don't know. I liked Dave Dabrowski's approach 
of bringing in players, um, bringing in Freddie Galvis and Kennedy, uh, Kyle Gibson. I like those guys. Um, s- signing DD. Uh, uh, I think this is the year where, where um, Dave Zabrowski finally understands what's going on. Um, because he's in charge of, he's the one who's making the moves of firing um, s- scouts, um, remaking the director of player development. He's big on player development. So, um, uh, for me, before I get uh, started with the Phillies um, analysis against the Braves, um, I, I this is a the Phillies have a foundation um, on the major league level, and it's not excelling. I don't know why it's not excelling. Um, please tell me, please, if you are truly a um, if you know the answer to this, please DM me on Instagram. And please tell me why the Phillies um, are collapsing. And what do the Phillies have to do to improve next year's roster? Um, is it... Do they have to... It, is it player development? Is that the big issue? Um, because I think that it's leaning in the right direction where um, player development needs to... Uh, come into play. Um, you need to um, sit down with the pitchers and literally show them how to pitch. Um, and the offense, you need to know how to be really good in in um, advancing runners at the plate or on base. And um, uh, to me, these these moves might move the Phillies in the right direction. And listen, we might not get the enough, uh, enough, um, enough, uh, players back. Um, this may be going into trade packages, but you need to consider trading these players or moving on onto these players. Um, Ajin Segura, he's a great, great trade bait to to lure prospects to Philadelphia. Uh, this is a selling team. You have to sell this team. You, you have to sell these players in order to win. And with the product on this field, I don't think I don't think you're going to win. The the offense, the offense was pretty good this year. I uh, I'll, I'll tell you that. But you need to balance out the roster. For uh, for the uh, starting rotation, you have Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler. Um, you had Ranger Suarez in the bullpen at the beginning of the year and then the middle of the year. And then you moved him out of the bullpen to um, move him into the rotation. I mean, I, I like Ranger Suarez in innings, in um in the starting rotation, um, uh, simply because he has... More stuff, polished stuff, um, that that he can help the 
rotation out. I think that's what Dave Dabrowski was trying to do to um, improve this rotation. Um, to me, we don't have a number one starter on this team, and that's a big problem. You need to go out, get a legitimate um, starting pitcher one. Um, you you got a number two starter in Zach Wheeler. Um, sometimes he acts like a ace one, so he's a borderline um, number one starter slash two. He's a so he, he's a borderline um, number one starter. He's not fully that, but he's a borderline. Um, I like I I like Ranger uh, Suarez in that rotation. Kyle Gibson, listen, he's a very good pitcher at towards the end of the rotation. Try to re-sign him after this year. Um, and then the back end, one and five, I, I don't know what's going on. Um, Zach Eflin has been hurt. Um, I don't know. I don't know when you're uh, going to see him back. Um, so try to figure out how to get a legitimate number one starter on this team. Because right now that's why it's we're failing because we don't have the right pieces in the right spot. Um, in, in the bullpen, you got to figure out a way to develop those guys. I like those guys in the rotate in the bullpen. I I really do, but you need to develop them. So, um and the guys that I I have on the trading block or moving on is Gene Segura, Didi Agorius, Andrew McCutcheon, Aaron Nola, and and Ranger Suarez. Um it, I mean, the reason why I put Ranger Suarez in that group is because um, he might get you something, um, because he has improved a lot. Um, if you want to bump up his value, try to put a player in with him to bump up that trade value. Um, and it, I don't know. I put him in there because um, you gotta, you have to move on. If not, if not, Aaron Nola. Um, I don't know if he will accept this. But if you want to, move him to number three to see if he's going to succeed. Get a a, leg, a, geminate, a legit uh, number one star. And uh, I can tell you right now. Um, I can tell you to get guys from uh, uh, Colorado um, to see if they they have any... Um, any, any star one. So, my my thing is, the Philadelphia Phillies have to figure out a way to get a a, a star one by trading these these guys. I don't know how much you will get from Andrew McCutcheon. He's getting older. I, I don't think m- maybe let Andrew McCutcheon go. Um. And see if you could trade Gene Segura, Didi, um, Aranola, and Ranger Suarez. Those those four guys are trade baits. Uh, uh, to me, Aranola can can see, succeed in the MLB, but 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 by him 
being a a sort of one, it's I don't see that um f- form succeeding. Listen, it, it, if he's a sort of three, it, it doesn't matter. Like he's still pitching, um, and um, you have to figure out a way how to um get these guys, it, get guys, um, develop guys. You you got to improve on the on the farm system, and that's by trading and drafting well, and and developing those guys. Um, and listen, I, I'm I'm saying this: we are on a ticking clock because Bryce Harper is not getting younger here. He's going to be 29 next season. So I, I mean, you got to figure out a way to help. JT Wilmutu out and and Bryce Harper. And if you and, and I'm gonna put Aubrey Hoskins into that trading as well. Um because Reese Hoskins can bring back a lot of value too. So uh, I mean for me guys, I would I don't like trading Reese Hoskins or Arnold, but to improve this ball club, you've got to make moves. I don't know. I don't know how much value you'll get back for for Didi, but it's before um, Aaron Nola, um, Gene Girl, or Reese Reese Hoskins. Those are three guys that could potentially bring back value. And if you want to include Zach Wheeler in a trade, you can. But I don't think the Phillies will do that. Um, but you, you got to do something here. Um, and, and the reason why we need to make moves is because against Atlanta, we made a lot of mistakes, um, offensively. We had problems. We had problems, um, advancing runners on base simply because we are inc- simply because we are, um, inconsistent at the plate. Um, and and the reason why I'm saying that is because um, we were succeeding in the um, hitting in the right corner of the plate um, outside w- with a fastball, and then and then towards the end of the towards the um, middle of the game towards the end we were struggling to hit in that those areas, um, and um, the we were trying to do too much, and uh, for example, I have a lot of um, analysis here with the pitches. But for one, we were struggling. Um, we were struggling to hit pitches um, on the outside of the plate, on the right side, in that regard, um, because sometimes we were being successful in that side of the plate. And then sometimes we, we don't because hitters are inconsistent and choose to hit pitches um, to turn turn a double play. Or in that area, we we, we hit in that area um, uh, of the plate. Sometimes a batter hits a pitch in that area uh, on the right side, and it's a double play. So... The batters have to be aware to time that up 
um and hit that hit that um time it hit that greatly um because that's one of the play spots that we we were hitting and we were it, it was dying down because batters were were swinging in that area and they weren't you know successful um and and let's talk about the Padres versus Brave series last um last series before Atlanta was playing the Phillies now Tatis um Fernando Tatis Jr was was struggling to hit pitches outside outside on the left side he's a right-handed batter and uh he was struggling to hit those areas um and I'm thinking to myself why does he keep on swinging in those areas if he's struggling because the Braves are are reeling in the batters and tiring out the batters and that's what they are trying to do it, the Phillies were struggling, um, were hitting okay in that air uh, on the right side of the plate in the middle, um, and and then slowly died down because batters didn't know what to do, um, it, what to do when that in that area of plate and they were slowing down. Um, sometimes they were hitting a pitch, um, in other areas in, in, uh, into double plates, so the Braves were. The Braves did the same thing that they did to the Padres, and they did it again to the Phillies. They when when that area of the plate, when an area of the plate is not successful to a team, um, they get worn out because they keep on trying to hit in that area, and they are inconsistent, and that is why Atlanta is is going to win the uh, division simply because of the those areas uh, in those areas of the plate they keep on throwing those pitches in that area to knock down a team offensively granted we were on base a lot of times but to but they were but <laughs> the Phillies had a hard time advancing runners simply because of of the situation at at the plate you cannot do that um and you know it, it's. I mean, I'm looking here on my paper that I have for my notes, and you know what? Um, they were. Uh, I'm just you know, I, they were swinging at pitches, and it, this is another example. They were swinging at pitches that they were. For example, on the right side, they were some batters were having success on the right side of the plate for the Phillies, and then another they were swing at pitches in other areas of the plate, and not the area that they were that the Phillies were kind of succeeding at on the right side of the plate. Um, so. Sometimes the Phillies are inconsistent. Sometimes they swing at pitches that are not in the area that they are succeeding at. And, okay, you're going to tell me, uh, uh, Jake, you're not supposed to hit in that area all the time. Okay, I get it. 
But when you're succeeding, you have to repeat, repeatedly hit in that area aggressively to slow down the, the, the pitchers. And that's why the, and the Phillies didn't do that. They were, you know, struggling in that area. And that's why the pitchers repeatedly threw in that direction and sometimes other areas to throw the Phillies off. And then they threw, threw the pitchers back in that, in that area to throw off the Phillies even more. So the Phillies, to me, uh, uh, struggled in that area. And in the second game, um, it, you know, it, it, they were, you know, struggling again in that area again in the second game. So, I, I mean, um, I mean, that just proves my point because Atlanta repeatedly threw in that area of the plate because, because the Phillies, because the Phillies didn't have success in that area. They did have success in that area, but they, they got worn out later of the game. Um, so that is why the Phillies are not making the playoffs because they are, they make huge mistakes like this one. Um, and that's why they aren't not a very good team. They are a mediocre team, um, but they are not a great team. Um, and for me, you got to improve with the rotation. You got to improve, um, in the bullpen and surely you got to, um, release players on offense to slow down, um, to take off that, that, that money to, to bring on a, a legit star one. It'll take a lot of money to bring in a legit star one. Because Aaron Nola, to me, isn't a, a number one star. We, all we have is two, two, three, three, four, or five. So, we don't have a, a number one star on this team. And that's a huge problem. Um, so, I mean, you have to get a, a, a star one. If it means to give up a prospect in this year's draft, because we want to win, and and you know what I want to see the Phillies succeed. I want the Phillies to um, not only succeed, but they had a chance. They had so many opportunities to win this division this year, and they failed to do so. Um, so, uh, I mean, we can say all you want, uh, we can say, say all we want about the Phillies issues. Um, but the bottom line is, I think, uh, Dave Dabrowski has something up his, up his sleeve to improve this roster. Um, so I, I, I mean, he already made moves to the front office already in the middle of the season. So, uh, I mean, um, I will, you know, keep you guys updated as long as I can. Um, but what do you guys think of the Eagles um issues on Monday night? Because this because this game to me 
proves that Nick Sirianni, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm not saying he's, um, he doesn't know what he was doing. But Monday night was just a atrocious game. I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it. It could be shocking to you guys. It could be um, uh, confusing to you guys. It could be. Um, it. It could be. Um, it. You don't want to watch the game simply because you're just mad at Nick Sirianni. Whatever the word you want to uh, describe him. Um, you know, it, it for me, watching that game was just was just brutal to watch. I don't know what that I don't know what Jonathan Gannon was doing on the uh, defensive side of the ball. I don't know what I don't know what Nick Sirianni was doing offensively because I saw a lot of mistakes um, with the offensive penalties. Andre Diller, the 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 Eagles. Uh, uh, cornerback problems, cover, uh, uh, coverages with the cornerbacks, with the safeties. Um, I saw wide receiver problems. Um, I saw Jalen Hurts um, uh, uh, struggling. I saw um, Josh Sweat, Quez and Zach Ertz um, uh, succeeding in that game. I saw Dallas Goddard, uh, uh, Goddard succeeding as well. Um, and I have an announcement with the Eagles. Isaac Salamalu will be out for the season with a foot injury. He he broke his foot, um, and it requires surgery. So he will be out for the season. Um, and speaking of on the left side, left side of the offensive line, next to Isaac Salamalu is the is the not the Vokey sensation, but um. But the 2019 draft pick, I believe, Andre Diller, he's a left tackle. And tell you what, he struggled mightily. He, he, he really did. Um, and the reason why he was you know, struggling is because if you notice with uh, uh, the way Jordan Maialata blocks for, the, for um, the team, he doesn't let anybody buy him. His hands are firm. It's in the right spot. Um, his feet is, are quick. He has a quick step back, which for balance, and then, and then he moves his feet. With Andre Diller, I I didn't see that. Uh, I didn't see that from him. Um, his hands are n- not not firm at all. It's not strong, um, and that's why it's, it, and that's why he's struggling. Uh, he he struggled. So to me, Andre Diller, until he he gets that fix, um. Until then, he's not going to be a great left tackle for us. I. That's just, uh, to me, that's just, <laughs> um, the, the game. Um. So I, I mean, with the cornerbacks, with with the cornerbacks, um, I'm just, I was just confused with the, with the coverage, with the, with the scheme that they were running against Dallas. And that is why Dallas had so much success against the Eagles because um, I don't want to hear about the about the Eagles saying, "Oh, like we we don't want the ball to go over our heads 
um, we want to keep the ball in, in front of us. That that doesn't work to me. The last two weeks, that 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 hasn't worked. So uh, to me, that that is just that that statement is just in insane. Um, and you know, I I don't know what Alex Singleton Alex Singleton to me. He's a he's a linebacker. He's not a cornerback, but Alex Singleton had trouble. Covering the tight ends for Dallas, he had so much trouble. Um, so I, I mean, us for one, Stephen Nelson uh, for the Eagles. Uh, he's a cornerback. Uh, the first touchdown that the Eagles let up is um the first touchdown that he let up was um a bad coverage. Was a bad coverage from uh, Stephen Nelson. He uh, he was covering uh, Ceedee Lamb, and and I saw the replay, and it was so bad. Um, Stephen Nelson started to um, move his feet to the left to cover Ceedee Lamb, but decides to move his feet to the left to the right side, away from Ceedee Lamb. Um, and that is why the hesitation, the hesitation to me, um, the the hesitation from uh, uh, Stephen Nelson, by Stephen Nelson doing that, turning his hips away from uh, C.D. Lamb, that is why uh, C.D. Lamb had success because C.D. Lamb um, noticed that that. That Stephen Nelson turned his hips away from from him, and that was his chance to go, and that is why that slowed down Stephen Nelson to uh, cover C.D. Lamb. And if you watch uh, C.D. Lamb, I I mean he's quick. Like there's no way of covering him with that kind of mistake. So that that is why the cornerbacks had trouble in this game. Um, <laughs> you gotta. You have to um, notice that by doing that, you just you know, you're going to have a tough time covering wide receivers that are good. Um, and with the um, Elliot Ezekiel Elliot with the with the stop that Elliot had at before the red zone, he had a he had a chance to score. So Darius Slay sat back. He he like hesitated to see if if he could should attack Elliot right there, and he went back, and that is why Elliot um got thrown the ball, and that is why Slay had trouble. By you doing that, that gives Dallas a better chance of scoring, and that's what they almost did. And I'm not saying anything bad about Darius Slay, but in that particular play, you can't do that. You can't. Um, so I, I mean, you have to. The cornerbacks have to make a better de- a decision. Um, and roll with it. Um, and the 
and this and this is the biggest problem with this this game is the wide receivers. Nick Sirianni didn't get um about about Trayvon Diggs, and I get it. Um, Devontae Smith got tripped up. Trayvon Diggs uh, intercepted the ball. I get it. Not I. I get it. Um, but Devontae Smith to me is not on the level that Quez Watkins and Jalen Reger is is on. Jalen Reger to me made a few mistakes. Um, with that Jalen Hurts uh, interception, Jalen Reger should have been in the inside of the of the hashes to um, catch the ball because of his because of Jalen Reger's size and the way the cornerback was to uh, uh, intercept the ball because Jalen Reger was too small on the outside of he should have been on the left side of the cornerback, not the right side. Um, uh, of that play, so he, he should have been more aware of that because of his size. I I get it. Wide receivers have to be on the right side at first, but you, you gotta pick a lane. You gotta be on the left lane or the right lane to uh, catch the ball. Um, but the wide receivers, to me, you know, it it, it makes me upset. Because Quez Watkins caught the ball, he was uh, creating separation. Um, at first, Jalen Reger didn't do that, but he at towards the towards the um, middle of the game, he was creating space. Um, and you know what, J- Jalen Reger was incredible against the um, Cowboys cornerback. Um, the second year, um, he was incredible against the cornerback. Not not Trayvon Diggs. He was number thirty four, um, the Cowboys. Um, and tell you what, Jalen Berger, to me, the the Nick Sirianni should have switched up the wide receivers on 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 the different, um. Uh, cornerbacks, because that's where you find success. You can't find success if you are stuck on one person and you're not succeeding. Um, it, you got to create mismatches. And uh, to me, Devontae Smith didn't do very well against Trayvon Dix. And Jalen Rucker and G- Quez Watkins did a fantastic job on, on their cornerbacks. So uh, to me... Uh, you, you have to be smart with that. You got to be um, Anthony Brown. Uh, uh, Anthony Brown was the cornerback for the Cowboys that were that, that was covering um, Jalen Reger, and he struggled uh, against uh, Jalen Reger. You cannot, you cannot tell me that that um, it, like for me. For me, you have to, you have to put certain wide receivers on one another. I I get it because of um, talent wise, but don't tell me that Devontae Smith is going to succeed against Diggs because Diggs has covered 
Keenan Allen. He's covering wide receiver one wide receivers. And to me, Devontae Smith right now is not a number one wide receiver. Quez Watkins, to me, is a wide receiver one to me because of the way he's succeeding in, the, in, in games this year. I'm not talking about talent. Quez Watkins, uh, Devontae Smith may be a better player than Quez Watkins. I'm not saying that. But the performance level that Quez, Watson, uh, Quez Watkins has given us, it's, it's better than the performance that Devontae Smith has given us. So we, so we have to look at that and say, okay, we have to um, maybe put Quez Watkins on Traylon Diggs someplace. Um, so, uh, slow him up a little bit. Because all, all game, Devontae Smith you know, uh, struggled against Trayvon Diggs. It looked like Trayvon. Uh, it looked like Devontae Smith um, wanted to have a hitch, um, like lean forward and then catch the ball. Like you can't do that. I get it. You know, it, there, there were some throws that Jalen Hurts threw to Devontae Smith that wasn't great. I get it. Um, but you can't do that. You have to um, create space. And and catch the ball. Um, and 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 the play calling offensively, it wasn't great to me. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. You have to run the ball. It, it, you have to run the ball to be successful. And to me, by passing the ball every time, it's not going to work. And you have to get Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell. Um, up up to speed. Uh, giving them like less reps is not going to help them succeed. Um, but against the Chiefs, um, last week against the Chargers, the Chiefs, um, this Sunday the Chiefs are playing the Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field, F- Philadelphia at one o'clock. Whoever's tailgating, have fun. Um, but but the Chiefs. What they did right was they were running the ball a lot. They were they are a heavy tight end, tight end offense. They throw to Travis Kelsey all the time. He's going to be a dangerous player with 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 the cornerbacks for us and Alex Singleton. Uh, Alex Singleton is going if they if uh, Alex Singleton doesn't get his um his video his. Um, watching video and film, he's going to struggle against Travis Kelsey. He is. Um, and and the defense for the Chiefs are not that great. So this is a game where where Jalen Reger, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins can grow. The defense is awful. So this is a chance for the wide receivers to redeem themselves the past two weeks, because the past two weeks, they didn't do a good job, besides, besides um, Quez Watkins. Um, but like, other than that, it, you got to... Um, Andre Diller has to be uh, up to par. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't hear anything about uh, Jordan Mailata. But if uh, Jordan Mailata is playing that game, it's going to be a good time for us. Um, 
the cornerbacks have to be up to par simply because um, of Tyree Kill and those other guys. Um, and um, with the they are Mahomes is a RPO type type guy. He will fake you well, though to another guy. Um, so you, you got to be careful with that type of player, uh, RPO type uh, quarterback. He will fake you well on one side and throw to the uh, uh, other side. So you got to be careful with that. Um, but other than that, if you contain the bunny game for the Chiefs and the tight end, it, it it's hard to cover Travis Kelsey, but if you could contain him, um, and the wide receivers for the Eagles, um, succeed in this game, I could see, and the play calling is up to par, and the running game is up to par. I don't see any problem of for the Eagles to lose. Uh, I think the Eagles can win this game, um, close, but they can win. I will say, I will say this is going to be a high scoring game. Once again, I think they're going to win 24-21. Um, I think the Eagles are going to win uh, off, off uh, of a uh, field goal. I, I think that. Um, so, so I, I, for me, guys, um, that's my prediction. Um, and I don't know what your prediction is, guys. T- t- uh, tell me your prediction through the comments um, on my uh, uh, Instagram TikTok or Twitter. I'll be posting a lot of stuff from there. But other than that, guys, hope you guys have a great rest of your Thursday, uh, Thursday night football tonight. Um, and uh, fantasy is back on tonight. Enjoy, guys. This is uh, episode 22. My name is uh, Jake Moriello from Six Chat. See ya. Bye.